this is your encouraging word for Tuesday. This week and maybe next week, it depends on how thorough the Lord leads me to do. I want to cover this thing called love. And we know in the Greek, there's three different kinds of love. There's the agape love, the godly love, the eros love, which is the physical sexual love. And then there's the phileo love, which is the brotherly love. And I want to kind of cover all three this week. And then expand our thoughts and our minds when it comes to love. I polled a few people yesterday, personally, and in Facebook. And each one was a saint of God. And they gave their definition of love. And I noticed that their definition of love really had to deal with feelings. You know, some of the wording was very eloquent, but I never saw the word sacrifice. I never saw the word submit or anything close to it. I saw stuff like yearning and wanting to be with and and looking forward to. And um, so I'm trying to think about how to teach them that the standard of love that we should always shoot for is the agape love in dealing with each other and uh, our spouses uh, and just having grace with people Um, it's not easy but let's just start with the word agape agape means wide open with wonder, unconditional. That's God love. And I like the word wonder, with marvelous wonder. God loves us with a wondrous love, a complete love, a wide open love. And it's unconditional. We can't imagine what it's like to love unconditionally. Because like I said yesterday, we expect some reciprocity. We expect If I do this, then you'll do that. If I give you this, then you'll give me that. Um, The Western society is set up like that. You work, you get a paycheck. Uh, If you do anything uh, and don't get paid, you're considered a volunteer, maybe even a sucker. We don't um, extol the virtues of giving without receiving something in return. And even when we try to... uh, tell people about volunteering we have to explain to them they should get a joy out of the fact that they're volunteering Um, we try to make it in a way that they can understand that they will get something and therein lies the problem with our western view of love it's truly about the flesh it's not about the spirit and it really isn't not about God it's just about satisfying ourselves We do something so people can love us. You know, a lot of people buy gifts so people can love them. And it's really not love. Uh, A lot of times they're being used. Uh, We enter into marriages uh, based upon um, not wanting to sacrifice and submit one to another. And then there's John 15, 13, where it talks about this great love that, that a person can do by giving up his life uh, for another brother or sister 
Well, that takes on many different levels. Uh, let's just go with a, a basic level. How much of time, because we do love our time, are you willing to give up for the betterment of someone else? Now think of agape. God gave up his son for the betterment of us because he loved us. And his son was what? The sacrifice because he loved us. Everything that God does, every attribute that God has, even his justice and his wrath, comes out of his love. He doesn't arbitrarily just do anything. He does it because he wants you to, you to come close to him. I believe in Matthew and in Luke, uh, the Bible talks about Jesus making a plea to Jerusalem and, 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 and described himself as a mother hen that he would have gathered them and he wanted to gather them and he longed to gather them like a mother hen would gather her brood, but they would not come. They would not listen. It was unconditional. All he wanted them to do was hear. So how much of your time are you willing to give up? How many people are you willing to bring close to you? Well, you say, well, pastor, if I bring people close to me, they can hurt me. Yes, that's true. But if you look at it like this, the only way that you can deal with anyone that is contrary to what your standards are in life, because we all have them, our biases in life, is to give up those biases and sometimes those standards. And I'm going to talk about to your detriment, but to let them in, let them see who you really are. We put up these walls and the walls block love. You can't have all these walls up that you've built over time to protect yourself and then call yourself a lover of the people, a lover of God. You have to let the walls down and take the chance. Love is scary. Yes, it is. Unconditional love especially. But there's not a parent that I know that's worth their weight in gold that they do not love their children. And it's unconditional. No matter what their children do, I've heard many mothers and fathers say, I accept what they've done, that what they've done was wrong, but I love them. And that's the kind of love that we're talking about. And that's the kind of love we need in the church. We need love that's unconditional. And love is unconditional to love that understands. Love that's unconditional is a love that sacrifices and submits. Love that's unconditional doesn't seek gratification for doing anything that is good for the other person. To love is good enough and to know that you're doing what God has done for you is reward enough. It seems very lame and uh, not exciting. But, I, but I've learned over time that when I try to love unconditional, there are so many different fruits and, and beautiful bouquets of, 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 of aroma that comes out of that, meaning that I see people blossom when you show them unconditional love. When you don't set the bar, people are expecting you to bait and switch that one day you say it's unconditional, and then next day you lay an expectation on them. Um, I have friends who... Uh, I love them unconditionally. And the more I love them, sometimes they put expectations on me to always receive that unconditional love. And when I told them, I tell them sometimes I said, I'm going to always give it and you're going to always receive it. But it's interesting. You expect me to give unconditional love. 
And I try to wrestle with that. Is that a good thing? Or is that a them taking advantage? But I have to go back to Jesus. Yes, people are going to take advantage of your unconditional love. But that's where grace and mercy comes in. And again, it's not easy. It's probably one of the hardest things that you will ever do. Uh, people that are in marriages, which is the God's greatest relationship in the whole Bible. Society has, has basically taken advantage of marriage. We have abused marriage, so there's abuse in marriage. Um, we marry too lightly. Uh, we don't take it as serious. And now we really don't take it serious because you can basically marry whatever you want. Um, love is just about feeling good. It's not about the sacrifice. And again, it's not about submission. And you will hear me say these words because I want to get into your spirit about what love really is. God also explains the love in Second uh, Corinthians about a husband loving their wife as Christ loved the church. So we ask ourselves, how did Christ love the church? Well, Christ loved the church because he sacrificed himself, his whole body, for the church. How many husbands today really are willing to sacrifice themselves for their wives? I mean, protect her, provide for her, lay his life on the line to make sure she is satisfied and sanctified and set apart. No, now we just do what we want to do. And our society is not the better for it. It is interesting also that I find out that when I do truly love unconditionally, I'm at peace with God. I'm, I reach a point where um, I'm less likely to get offended because in my unconditional love, I have to learn how to take offense, which I talked about last week. And taking offense means that once I am offended, I don't look forward to retribution or revenge or to make things even. I'm always on the higher ground with love. The Bible tells us that everything else will pass and fail. But love, the love, the agape love, the wondrous love, the unconditional love will always be around. It's the most powerful thing that you can have and it won't fail. It'll get rough sometimes because it got rough for Jesus. But think about it. His unconditional love for his father and his father's unconditional love for the son and both of their unconditional love for us sent his son to bear the cross. And all he's asking us to do is when we deal with each other, consider what he has done for us and how much he has loved us. And yes, learning how to sacrifice is a process. And I want you this week to start with your time. Take some time out to give somebody else some of that precious time that you have for their betterment for their growth, for their edification. Just start with that this week. That's all I ask. Give somebody else the most precious thing that you have is your time and see how God will use you. Now, when you give your time, don't have any expectation for that person or that organization to do anything for you, but enjoy yourself in the giving of your time. Find a way to make it a happy, joyful moment that actually uplifts your soul and your spirit because you're being like God. The Bible tells us that we do everything to the glory of God. So this week, because you love God and God loves you and you're starting to understand the agape love, 
I want you to start giving your time. This is Pastor Teacher Dr. James Sutton of Walking Truth Christian Fellowship Church and Walking Truth Ministries. I want you to be encouraged, be blessed, and agape love by giving your time. Peace.